Captain's Log Supplemental. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Welcome to Humetahex. I'm Peter. I'm Frank. I'm still Corey. That was rather subdued. Can we try oh, no. again? <laughs> like, wah, ho-hum. I think because Peter takes us by surprise now. You know, you just have to hope yeah. that when he's taking that big deep breath, he's not going to sneeze or anything. and <laughs> Contaminate us all. That's right. Infect us. Well, we better hope that that thing's working, because I just realized that I'm not recording on the laptop, and I'm not going to boot it up now, so... All right. See, yeah, I think we're recording. Yeah. Captain Paranoid keeps looking at it, so we're good. <laughs> you know, he is not one of the characters in uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Really? Yeah. Oh. The only one they left out, Captain Paranoid. Wow, that's surprising, because he was... Because <laughs> they got every other villain. He was the, you know, breakout star of the 90s for DC. <laughs> They have to have some DLC. Is that a band? Yes. <laughs> Run DLC, I think, right? Yeah. Yes. That's how that works. So, news! Lots of good news, everyone! There oh. were. There was tons of stuff happening. Uh, DC uh, dropped trailers for everything yeah, they, that they have. They had their fandom... Uh, virtual convention this past weekend so two weeks ago or so by your time lots of panels lots of premieres right so we got to see the second wonder woman trailer with the cheetah, cheetah fully evolved yep um we get hints of flashpoint we didn't see a trailer for the new flash movie but we've got more releases from it we have trailers for uh, Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League. Um, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. We got uh, Dwayne Johnson dropping tidbits about Black Adam. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't an actual movie trailer, but it was a conceptual trailer with Jim Lee and everything. Yeah, I'm kind of intrigued by that because uh, they did mention four members of the Justice Society who were going to be in it. Hawkman, Dr. Fate, Adam Smasher, and Cyclone. Um, mm -hmm. Adam Smasher and Cyclone were some of the newer members. Um, Adam Smasher was um, in Infinity, Inc. Right. And Cy Cyclone is, he's not the Red Tornado. She. Oh. She. If they keep it for the comics, she, yeah. I don't believe she was descendant, but because of Red Tornado in the Justice Society, they did Cyclone. And she's not the uh, Asian samurai guy from Super Friends that turned his lower half into a uh, no, cyclone. No. But uh, in the comics, I believe she was uh, about the same age as, um, yeah, Stargirl. Okay. And uh, she had long red hair, which when they did the psych, when she was doing her cyclone thing, it was like a crown type thing spinning above her, so... I think for a Red, good visual. I think Red Cyclone was a villain in the first season of Supergirl on in Arrowverse. 
Yeah, yeah, they did this weird thing with him, though. He, he, he was, was supposed to be an android, but he looked like a guy in red clay yeah, paint. Yeah, and she overexerted herself, pushed all the radiation out her eyeballs. I hate when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, on that topic, we have art for uh, the at least the Black Adam. We have art for what Flash's suit's going to be in the new Flash movie. We know that there's going to be at least two Batmans in the new Flash movie. Batman. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to have Keaton and uh, Crybaby. Ben Affleck? Yes. No, he uh, <laughs> insisted on some script rewrites before he would join. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. did the same thing for Civil War before he signed on. He didn't want to just be a cameo. He wanted a, a part in the movie. And he got pretty much, it was pretty much a Captain America Iron Man movie at that point. Well, I mean, yeah, the was. original Civil War storyline was, though. Yeah, it was those two. That's the polarization of the two points of view. Yeah. Segway! Did you guys see that there is a third Sherlock Holmes movie coming? Did you see the first two? No, I did not. But I think I do have the second one. I just never watched it yet. Okay. So the first two Sherlock Holmes movies, um, it's been years since the second one's been done. Right. Uh, Hollywood rumors are that Johnny Depp is leaning towards Robert Downey Jr. to get him in. So like this movie's really coming to the surface right now because it's relevant news. But... It's called The Multiverse of Sherlock's. Um, I believe the tagline is Sherlock Homies. Nah. And they're bringing multiple Sherlock's into this universe, including the Sherlock from the BBC Sherlock, will be in the Sherlock movie with Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock. He's on the poster for the movie. So... I'm trying to find it now, so you Doctor can... Strange himself. Yes, Benedict Cumberbatch. There it is. <laughs> I don't recognize the other Sherlock, but the movie will have three Sherlock Holmes in it. I'm gonna guess it was probably a BBC series, maybe that he played Sherlock in. Must have been. It's something I don't didn't recognize. So, didn't they do another Sherlock Holmes movie recently? That kind of flopped. Maybe he's from There that. was a television show. Because wasn't it a female Sherlock Holmes? No, but... It, uh, that had Lucy, Lucy Liu as Watson. The, yeah. Oh, she was Watson. Okay. Yeah. That was... Uh, who was that? That was a failure, too. Yeah. Yeah, there's the movie poster with the tagline. Sherlock Homies. I hope not. That would be bad. It'd be a bad thing to do. <laughs> Enter the Sherlock verse. <laughs> Regardless, the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock movies were done very well. The slow mo guys from YouTube did the slow mo scenes in them, hmm. and for the filming. And then, obviously, Benedict Cumberbatch's Sherlock. We've talked about that before. It was phenomenal. So, see nothing wrong there. I mean, they can just be, you know, he, Robert Downey could be Sherlock, and the other ones can just be people who think they're Sherlock Holmes, you know, they're 
oh, delusional least, and think uh, that you know they've they're Sherlock and that would be amusing in itself. I still can't think of who played Sherlock on the TV series. I don't know. The show revolved around Lucy Liu as Watson, so yeah. that's why I thought there was a female Sherlock Holmes. So yeah. there's someone big name attached to the project. So, speaking of more DC news, uh, Lucifer dropped season five on Netflix on Friday. Netflix now has the rights to Neil Gaiman's Lucifer. Sandman. No, oh, Lucifer. Was, mm-hmm. They're considering it. They're considering it Neil Gaiman's Lucifer? Neil Gaiman is, is credited as the creator of Lucifer in the Lucifer TV series. Interesting. I mean, I guess he was a character in Sandman in one of the for earlier arcs, so I guess... he. If you haven't watched the show, it's actually really good. He's a fantastic character. He plays very well. The The... All the religion that they bring into the show plays on itself and builds its own universe really well and nicely. But I, I was watching it this morning. I got halfway through the fifth season. I still need to finish off the last four episodes because it's only an eight-episode arc. But in this season, they brought in Michael. Michael is Lucifer's twin brother. And in the at the end of the last season, Lucifer had to go back to hell. Because the demons were uprising. So, Lucifer isn't in hell. He's in hell as a punishment, but hell, he keeps hell in check. It's like their manager. Right. Their branch manager. Yeah. So, the the season five has been all twisty, twist and turved up. So, season five was originally supposed to be the last season because... You know, Tom Ellis wants more money. Netflix didn't know how much they were going to make off of it, but they've already extended it to a sixth season, and there is talks to make it go further than that. Hmm. Because even though they're playing with the Michael thing right now, they they're Lucifer has a love interest in the show, and the the show really revolves around his love interest, how he's in love with a human, the detective, detective yeah. Chloe. But it would be nice for them to add a him having the son or daughter of Satan. Yeah. Because uh, Amenadel is one of his... I can't remember the word I'm thinking of. Celestial. One of his celestial brothers, Amenadel, had a child with a human when he temporarily lost his powers. Hmm. And now that human is going through the process of raising a half-celestial on Earth. That should be fun. Yeah, it's interesting. The Nephilim... They just wrapped up a small storyline where one of the head demons, uh, Mazakiel, met her mother. And apparently, Adam's first wife is the mother of all the demons of hell. Lilith. Yeah. Okay. I remember some things from the comic. So, it's... Lucifer has been a great show. There's a huge online following for it, and it's actually just been gaining traction more and more and more. I haven't seen a lot of it. I watched uh, maybe some of the first season. I really liked the episode where uh, someone had stolen his wings. Yes. (laughs) So, for some background on this, Frank, and spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched it, Lucifer comes to Earth and decides he likes it, so he cuts off his wings. 
but they're celestial artifacts, so they can't just simply be destroyed. As a matter of fact, once he starts getting into his head to burn his wings so that way he can never return to hell, he ends up regrowing them. It, it plays against traditional Bible mm-hmm. stuff very well. While we're talking Netflix, this is very visual. I shared it on our Discord already. The Dragon Prince was officially renewed for the rest of the series. We talked about that previously. This was designed by the people who did the original Avatar and the twist-offs from there. But they have unlocked a pile of artwork as well as announcing that the first series, which is the first four seasons, will be coming to DVD. Wow. Um, as you can see, the art is absolutely wonderful. You will get a full art book with the purchase of the uh, special edition DVD and Blu-ray set. Uh, it is being published by Dark Horse Comics. Always good stuff from them. More awesome comic news. This might appeal to Frank more than anybody else. Funko is doing a limited edition Marvel exclusive scene of Whiplash versus Iron Man from Hmm. Iron Man 2. I liked uh, that version of Ivan Stenko. Very well detailed for Pop Deco. But you can see that the little whip is wrapped around Iron Man's arm in the display and Ivan's got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. (laughs) No holdbacks. It, it hmm. looks very good. It's very polished. Yeah. Pretty good work for Funko. Would you consider Mickey Rourke an underrated actor? He's uh, in a lot of things. He's, he's in Suicide Squad, I believe. Uh, he's in uh, uh, Sin City, too. I, I mean, he's relevant enough that you can... He's in Nine and a Half Weeks. Speaking of Nine and a Half Weeks... Yeah, look, that, <laughs> look that movie up. Just trust me. Do it. I don't know if this time frame is exactly right or not, but there's a truck-sized asteroid heading toward Earth one day before the November election. Hey, that's who I was voting for anyhow. The asteroid? (laughs) The asteroid 2020. Well, you might actually be getting it, so... Yeah, it's not going to be an extinction-level asteroid. It's only uh, 0.41% likelihood of impacting the Earth, but that's a better chance than Joe Jorgensen has of winning the election. (laughs) That is true. (sighs) Or um, the Tiger King. He's running. Oh, is he? From in jail. Oh. Nice. Something tells me that's not going to do very good. Can he... Release his own. I don't know. Can he pardon pardon himself? Yeah, that's what I was kind of getting around to asking there. Yeah. Don't tell Trump you can do things like that. Yeah, <laughs> he'll have one. He'll pardon himself for anything that he might be convicted of. Yes. So, uh, asteroid uh, could do minor damage to the atmosphere. Uh, mix in some hydrocarbons that we have in the atmosphere could give for an interesting little light show for about uh hour, hour and a half where the sky looks like it's on fire. Oh, that'll be cool. Yeah. If it hits us. Maybe it'll get the murder hornets. Uh, you know, uh, people in ancient times would have called that an omen. 
<laughs> Just saying. Nah, it'll be fine. <laughs> nah, nah, don't worry about that. I have high faith in the 2020 election. I think it's going to go great. Uh, speaking of the old times, they found a fossil of a reptile in the stomach of another reptile. Mmm, dinner. I can't help but think of the line that Qui-Gon... A 65 million year old turducken. Yeah. <laughs> Qui-Gon said that? <laughs> yes. I must have missed that. Qui-Gon said there's always a bigger fish. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I figured it wasn't the turducken speech. So this thing <laughs> about the size of a whale... Yes. ...ate the thing the size of a killer whale. I'm going to try to say the names. And... Ichthyosaurus, ichthyosaurus, ichthyosaurus is yeah. Was eaten by a gizgizhunshiothyosaurus. Gizawikiosaurus. Gizawikiosaurus. So, yeah, there's always a bigger fish. Yeah. Dinosaurs eating dinosaurs. Well, I guess they're not dinosaurs, technically. But It's got sore in a name. They must be dinosaurs. Called them lizards. Well, there's also the pterosaurs. They're lizards. Yeah. The dinosaurs were lizards. Yeah. So they're all dinosaurs. <laughs> That's not how it works. All <laughs> dinosaurs are lizards. Not all lizards are dinosaurs. No. Some are contemporary. <laughs> Some of them have invaded our government. That's right, yeah. That's the V storyline. <laughs> but that's, that's part of the deep conspiracy. Wow. Yeah. Lizard people. Lizard people are running our government, yeah. Uh, <laughs> video... I like the second one. I did like the second one. The girl that played Supergirl on Smallville was in it, and... Uh... I did not uh, see the what's second her name one. From... The sci-fi V. Yeah. It was good. What's her name from... Uh... For the half a season last before they canceled it. Yeah. Yeah. From Firefly. Yeah. Marin Beckham? Yeah. I, I pronounced that totally wrong. Sorry. It's no worse than... Gizumtitosaurus. Video game news. So, Frank Snap Time. Epic and iOS are in an incredible battle over Fortnite. Because Fortnite oh, yeah. is bypassing the manufacturer, the, the platform hosts for their V-Bucks in-game currency. So all the platform hosts have shut the game down. Yeah, give us money or we're not hosting you. Right. It seems legit. You can't live yeah. in an apartment without paying rent. Right. So, I, I don't know what the deal is, but it's not going to end well for somebody. Uh, there's a well, lot the of... The thing is, though, you don't really need somebody to host your app. On, I mean, you can have a website that has downloads. On Google, yes. You can bypass that. Right. On Apple, you can't. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So, that's why <laughs> Apple and, like, so that's how they've already solved it on Android. You're able yeah. to play it again on Android by going directly to Epic's website and downloading it straight from Epic. 
You can also get it through the Samsung store or any of those other third-party app, like LG has their own app store, so you're right. able to get it through there. But because iOS only allows things that are iOS approved to be downloaded, then you run into these problems. And, and things aren't perfect on an Android phone either. Right. Because to download that, Android no longer monitors it, so if you customize your phone that app can like if you root your phone that app won't detect that you have a modified device so now you have an in-game advantage although you're playing on a phone compared to people playing on pcs and pcs you get in all that modding and stuff but yeah things get really complicated and the waters get very muddy i'm guessing the switch version is unaffected I don't know. I know that Nintendo still has it up. I know that there are people still playing it. I don't know if Nintendo just doesn't care that they don't get a cut of the money or if they're not doing it on the consoles. I couldn't tell you that much. No. I don't care enough about the game to research it either. No. But speaking of Fortnite, I posted a giveaway in last week's episode. Nobody has claimed that as of the time of our recording. So, if you're the giveaway, uh, it's a Fortnite plush of a pink bear head. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, if it's if you're not on our Discord yet, you need to get on our Discord, and you need to also go to our Spotify or iTunes or wherever you get our apps or download our podcast from. Because in the description of last week's episode is the details on how to get your free <laughs> Fortnite plushie. Uh, local deliveries only, because this is a local drop-off yeah. thing. Or First come, first serve. Yep. One, one winner. <laughs> one item. There's the... Squishy the... bear head. That's the Ooh. one that you can wear in the game when you're running around as the bear head thing. And... Now again, put. If, if you live far yeah. away and well, you want us, much to sh- I know of the game. If you live far away and you want us to ship it to us, just talk to us on Discord and we'll arrange for a PayPal exchange and we'll ship Please it to you. Please talk to us on Discord. We're lonely. <laughs> Cheap as possible, but yeah, this has not been given away. And as as far as that's concerned, I may have another thing before we cut the commercial break. Do we have a Fortnite channel? We don't have a, we have a video much. game channel. Yeah. Hey, I just noticed something. I just happened to flip at Google News while we were talking. I did not realize there was an Animaniacs revival coming. I didn't oh. realize there was an Animaniacs yeah, revival coming. That was, that was a great cartoon, which we got some uh, <laughs> little foreshadowing there for you. Yeah. If you didn't listen to anything last week. Um, we need it to looks look like for prints. Found them. No fingerprints. fingerprints. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> Rob Paulson, Jess Harnell, and Tress McNeil are confirmed to reprise their roles for the three Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. Maurice LaMarche is also reprising his role as the Brain. So uh-huh. we've got that to look forward to. Hopefully they'll get rid of some of the other characters and bring in new characters because uh, they did say that Maurice LaMarche is reprising his Squick character from the Good Feathers, but the other ones uh, are not. So hopefully, that's one of the they could get cartoons. Joe Pesci. He's not. Well, no, he's not reprising his 
the, oh, the, that was the, Joe Pesci. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, wow. The parodies, I'm sorry. The, 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 the parodies of those two. Yeah. Um, will not but be they returning. Could get Joe Pesci. But uh, that was one set of cartoons from that I just did not really care for. What about they, just like the they just annoyed me. What about Buttons and Mindy? Uh, they're not. They're not saying anything else about that. Uh, Slassy squirrel. They didn't say anything <laughs> yet. Basically, the article was just saying about. Uh, Listen, the, we're getting the, it. Let's the Animaniacs revival it. needs to leave these characters in the '90s, and they just listed. You know, it's one of those. You know, this uh-huh. is my opinion, and these characters shouldn't be in it. Things. I just happened to see that and said, "What's going on?" And I saw that it's being revived. So. So Brain is coming back. I wonder if Pinky's going to come back in some shape or form. I don't know. (laughs) That would be interesting. They probably Uh, don't find him socially acceptable anymore. Could be. I don't know. He's not woke. Well, this is the last thing I have. Um, I like to talk about sales and indie games, especially on the Switch. Um, I didn't post this one earlier to our Discord there was a game called Skeletac that you can get for $10 through the App Store right now as we record this. There's also another game called the Cat RPG game uh, for $3. Are you a cat? You are a cat. Hmm. And you are killing things with a sword. It's a traditional like medieval RPG except everyone's cats. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Me effing yow. <laughs> So it's a it's a really good rate, well rated game. It's been well received. These are two great games. I didn't want to post them on Discord because I don't know how the reception for my indie game rants go. Because I truly love indie games, but both those games are great. You should put them on your wish list. Just because they're not on sale as you hear this doesn't mean that they won't be on sale again. But Nintendo just had an event earlier this week as we record that listed a whole bunch of new games that they have coming. Some highlights from it are there's going to be a third entry in the Torchlight series that's going to be released on consoles and PC at the same time, and it'll have cross-platform play across Xbox, PC, and Switch. Mm -hmm. That's very exciting. Torchlight is a uh, Diablo-like rogue... They call it a roguelike game, where you just basically collect more crazy stuff than you could ever physically handle in real life. Evergate is another cute game. It's set up as a side-scrolling puzzle game where you're a little spirit trying to find his way to the afterlife. A short hike. uh, You are a flying penguin-like thing. You're literally just a person and you walk from point A to point B. Game over. Well, you have this whole park and you have to like interact with the other anamorphic anthropomorphic people and do small missions for them but it's very very open loose relaxed gameplay uh the only reason it's on sale right now because it just launched the only reason i didn't get it was because it seems too open-ended like there was no concept of a storyline it just seemed like a lot of fetch quests and just something to do to waste some time yeah and I'm going to look more into it. Maybe when it goes on sale again, I'll get it. Uh, Raji is a game coming out of India that uses traditional India-based lore Mm -hmm. that's heavily Buddha and 
I'm sorry, I, I know it's offensive, but I don't remember the other religion. Hindu, maybe? Mm-hmm. Hindi. Uh, yeah. And the game looks beautiful. You're a small female Indian person going through literally Indian mythos to travel back and forth between the real world and the mythological world. And it, the gameplay was very reminiscent of a Prince of Persia game. So interacting with okay. the world. Uh, Spiritfarer is being recommended for anybody who's very into Animal Crossing. You are literally a ship captain. Uh, the farther you get in the game, the more you upgrade your ship. You add cabins, you add decks, you add cafes and restaurants, and you ferry ghosts. Yes, back and forth from the or back to the afterlife, and that's how you generate uh, money. But, yeah, they got to give you a coin to get across the river sticks. Well, it's more two coins. Two Ooh. coins. The uh, it's more heavily. You actually have to help release their souls. Like you have to help them be ready for the afterlife. Uh, it's you're human, but ever all the things you're interacting with are anthropomorphic. Um, the game is rated E for everyone. They wanted to help people be able to accept and acknowledge death. The game is is cut, launching with some ridiculous reviews right now. So I would definitely keep that on your watch list if you're into indie games manifold garden oh wait i get this one you grow your own exhaust <laughs> yes <laughs> it's actually interactive uh escher painting oh well, yeah that's actually pretty cool yeah so it's it's a giant escher painting world that involves puzzles to further progress yourself so imagine trying to like get a block in the cube but the cube isn't actually the cube like okay so it's it's got some interesting artwork to it uh, this is another game that I'm feeling out a little bit more, but the the art deco aesthetic is beautiful. All right. Baron Breakfast is launching. That new... one sounded weirdly intriguing. Yes. It's like brunch. Yeah. <laughs> no, with you, an overweight hairy guy. You're a bear that found a hat and a flannel shirt in the woods, so you decide to open a, bre- a bed and breakfast. Hey. <laughs> I, I, I find that word found suspicious. I think the bear may have ate the previous owner of that of those articles of clothing. Uh, I found it, it on my lunch. Yeah. If I was Break. to... Uh, the gameplay looks great. You go into the woods, you, you bring back materials to grow your bed, bread and breakfast even more. But if I was to acknowledge what the bear looks like, it's very wee bear bears looking bear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very cute. I, I like it. I mean, if a hat and tie worked for Yogi, it's got to exactly. work for him. Yeah. Uh, Sports Story, this is a sequel to a previous Switch game called Golf Story, which is one of the must-own games for the Switch. If you haven't played Golf Story, look into that. It is a hilarious game that takes RPG elements and adds them to a golf swing. It's true. Okay. You're... you're Clubs are your swords. You upgrade your equipment just like you would upgrade your swords. The higher your character's level is, the farther, the more power you put behind your swing. And it's not, it's not like playing a golf simulator at all. Like yeah. you are playing golf against birds and cavemen and lava beings and. <laughs> I think the uh, funnest. Uh... <laughs> 
golf game I ever played was the Hot Shots. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The, you could get Ratchet and Clank in the one. Golf RPG is hilarious. I laughed so hard playing through that game. Because it's a it's this game is truly comical. It uses an 8-bit graphics system and the main character some golf accident happened and it killed his girlfriend. <laughs> now he has to become the best golfer there ever was. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a game that doesn't take itself seriously. You but... name a golfer that hasn't happened to. <laughs> it's a game that doesn't take itself seriously and I loved it all. No, wait, I was it. thinking of his girlfriend hitting him with a oh. golf club. Uh, with Tiger. Subnautica is a game that's already available on PS4 and Xbox One. Great looking game. It involves exploring underwater on another planet. There's also Subnautica Below Zero, which will launch with the Switch. No, as you well can't as... explore it all because the water is frozen. Oh, you chip through the ice, <laughs> but you have a special suit that helps keep hypothermia off, but it gives you one... You're... This is more survival than it is... More survival exploration than it is, like, RPG. Uh, slight storyline in there. Good game. It was heavily revered when it came out for the Xbox and PlayStation, so it'll be great on the Switch. Card Shark is you have to cheat your way through cards through a story. Uh, it seems very narrative-driven, and the farther in the game you get, the more you learn how to cheat at cards. So, pretty interesting. Hypnospace Outlaw is a game like I've never seen before. The entire game takes place in 1997's internet service. Huh. So the game is being revered as like, you can only interact with the desktop as you would like in 1997, back when everything was big gray blocks and you clicked and everything and you had your message boards where you'd click and... Right. But you're stuck in the computer. Somebody would choose yellow as a font color and blind everybody else <laughs> trying to read it. Kind of yes. like I do with the Jeopardy board game. Uh, excuse yes. me, the game show board game. <laughs> Struggling. Oh, I play that every freaking day. Is a game I would not recommend for anybody. I looked at the trailer and thought it was disgusting. You actually collect body parts. Oh, no. Actually, now I'm into it. Okay, what? <laughs> <laughs> arms, like severed arms and legs and... Struggling. The Corey story. You, like, reattach your arm and then you have an arm to crawl your head around the... It, it just was disturbing looking game. I, I think Futurama like, did that when Bender was uh, hijacked and yes. his parts were all over the place. Yeah, it's like that, but with gross animation. Huh. Uh, what was it? Reanimator. You ever see that movie? No. He kind of took dead body parts off women and so it's like a Frankenstein movie. Oh, except we were dealing with, like, a boobed woman. He, well, a boobed woman. <laughs> Hades is one of the biggest things to come out of this. Hades is made by the people who did... Um, Heaven, Purgatory. Bastion. And Zeus. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. by a company called uh, Super Giant Games. They're very narrative-driven... They manage to pull, like, they, they narrate the game as you play it, very narrative-driven, and they, they wrap the music into the narration perfectly. But yeah, you're literally going to kill Hades. Huh. 
And the game in the game, they literally said you're going to die over and over and over and over again. And as you die, you become stronger. So you could replay the same section over and over. Strike and over again. me down, and I'll become more powerful <laughs> than ever before. Axon Verge Two sequel. The first one got great reviews, but I tried it. I could not even finish it. I didn't like it. Windbound's a game that's been out for years. Good game. Well, I see one called She Dreams. Is that like Boyfriend she in the Basement in the Dungeon? Is she... that like a sequel to the Boyfriend Dungeon? I would assume so. I didn't get to see any gameplay on that one, but... That sounds cool, though. She Dreams <laughs> Elsewhere. Well, I think Elsewhere is a different... Well, no, I guess no, that is no, the same thing. Okay, elsewhere. yeah. Yep. Takashi and Hiroshi... One of them is in the hospital, and the other one is designing his own game. And it's Claymation. It's a Claymation video game. (laughs) And as one of them is designing the game, he's bringing the laptop to the hospital for the other kid to play. And you can't make... You actually make the game, and then you actually play it. So you take the role of both brothers. So you can't make the game too hard... Or the other brother can't beat it, and you can't make it too easy, or he'll, he'll lose his interest. But the other brother is probably going to die by the end of the game, because he's on, like... game is that? Hey, I got an idea for a game. <laughs> Have them make their own stinking game and pay us 60 bucks for it. Um, Eastward must be the prequel to Westward. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, Hollow Knight is a great game. That's That's a sequel. First one was fantastic. A very uh, Super Metroid-esque gameplay. And the one that I'm very excited about is Garden Story. You are a Concord grape, and you have to save the garden from all the rot. And you go around, and you scavenge up all these materials, and you bring them back to your garden village, and you rebuild part of the village, and you also defend it against bugs and rot and mold monsters. It just looked like an interesting balance kind of gameplay game. So, do you have to be a Concord grape though? You, the Concord grape is the main character of the game. Okay, there might be some like wine guy coming in. Yeah. That's your what if I want to be like a Merlot grape? Then die to one of the molds. <laughs> You'll become a hard grape. Ah, lay out in the sun. It can become a raisin. Raisin, yeah. So, Corey brought something, and I brought something this week. This week's edition of What's in the Box. Yeah. I brought these little things I found at the grocery store, which are Hershey Kiss packs that come with little Hasbro toys. We've got My Little Pony and Transformers for the boys. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm more concerned about the used by December 11th, 17 on it, but I think maybe that's not quite what they were, the used by date, but... No, nope. I see five twenty twenty one underneath it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, inside you get four Hershey kisses and a little character. That's good because Corey has little character. <laughs> That's yeah. correct. <laughs> you having as much fun trying to get it out of the package without destroying the package as I am, Corey? <clears throat> Here's your, it's, it is sealed. That's Here's your like, real one, Corey. I thought you'd play around with the pony thing concept a little bit more, but you can have a Transformers no, have one, too. Have you been to any of the conventions where the bronies have shown up? Yeah, I was at PAX East. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're fun, guys. 
little strange, but you know. And f coming from me, calling somebody strange, <laughs> they're freaking strange. So I got Bumblebee out of mine, and if you actually read the little list thing, it says Transformers do not transform. Ooh. Full hey. disclosure, I already have a Megatron and a Grimlock out of these. Ooh. Frank got something exciting. Collect all I five. I believe that's but Optimus it Prime. Five yep. they are. It's Optimus Prime. I will kill you. No, he doesn't say that, does he? No. Oh. He says more things like, humanity needs to be saved. No, it doesn't. It needs well, a bigger asteroid. I got one asteroid. that's in the box. Is that Pinkie Pie? Uh, I don't know. Ask Tammy. She knows. What's the rainbow pony? The rainbow Pegasus. Rainbow Dash. Rainbow Dash. Ooh. Hey, that's a famous one, though. There's a checklist in with the pony. Oh, in with the pony. But you'd have to break the seal, then, and that yeah. would take away yeah. the collectability. <laughs> yes. Well, I already took it out, <laughs> out of the dollar toy with four Hershey Kisses of a package. Mm. Does it tell me there's one rare? Uh, I don't think there is a rare one. Oh, here we go. Rainbow Dash. Yeah. Corey, you're cute. <laughs> <laughs> they talk. There's one called Rarity. Tammy got that one out of her first one. I don't think that's very rare. <laughs> Fluttershy. Twilight Sparkle. <laughs> that's that movie with the vampires, right? Twilight Sparkle. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Pinkie Pie and Rainbow Dash. All right, let's see what the other one is. Oh, I got Hershey Kisses. The Transformers. You know, they could have had G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe's Hasbro, right? Yes. Hmm. What kids like G.I. Joe nowadays? Hmm. kind of kids that have money to buy stuff like this. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's Back see. to our regularly scheduled programming. Corey, what'd you get? All right, I got Hershey Kisses and All right. Grimlock. Now, which pony was that? Uh, the uh, giant Tyrannosaurus robot pony. Oh, okay, cool. So, the Transformers that you could get were Optimus, Megatron, Grimlock, Bumblebee, and Starscream. You know, they kind of missed that on the movies that had the... Dinobots in them. They didn't talk at all. There was no me Grimlock. The tiny little reptile brain. Yeah. Yeah, they were just Transformers that were here when dinosaurs were ran running around, so they decided to be dinosaurs. But they don't talk. All right, so part two of what's in the box for this week, I found at the grocery store. <coughs> Surprise inside chocolate from Yowie. They're nut-free, gluten-free, non-GMO, sustainably sourced chocolate. It has one... Translation tastes like cardboard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have one prize for you that's just out in the open. Mine happens to be a polar bear. I have a Frank, fox. Frank has a fennec fox. I have a. I, I believe blue that, thing. I believe it's one of these characters. 
the chocolate is wrapped as characters. I have a blue yaoi. A blue yaoi. And he's fat and holds his gut. Kind of like I do. <laughs> and Tammy has an aardvark for her known surprise, but it also has two chocolate eggs. And inside the chocolate eggs are more prizes. My egg's broken. Not just chocolate, but toys you can choke on. How's the chocolate, Frank? I like I had better cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this There's is gonna be a wash bear. your hands afterwards. Yeah. The bright lights of the studio basement have melted the chocolate. That may have also been the uh, 80 degree weather on the ride over. <gasps> Look what I got, Corey. You can go clubbing. Oh, with a baby seal. <laughs> Going out clubbing like a baby seal. Not the worst thing we've said on this podcast. We <laughs> got a hammer. What, the worst thing we've ever said on this podcast? No, no, no. Saying horrible things on podcasts. <laughs> oh, they unscrew. I'm trying to pry it open. <sighs> I have a fish. That sure is a fish. Oh, yeah. Hey, it's a sunfish. That's cool. Hi. That chocolate isn't very good at all. No, but it's GMO free. It is, and nut free. And everyone knows it's important to keep nuts out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, sea cucumber? I thought it was corn. <laughs> I was going to say that's definitely GMO'd. You can't it's, make corn without GMOs. It's a, a poop? Is it a poop? <laughs> <laughs> it is a sandfish. <laughs> Frank is having entry problems as well as Tammy Tammy got something exciting she got a river otter Ooh! Well, I ought to enjoy this <laughs> I got a seahorse I guess I had the aqua theme oh that fennec fox is gonna drown <laughs> I got a hammerhead I must have had an aqua theme too they're supposed to be, uh, I don't know, educational, learn about endangered species. Oh, <clears throat> endangered coastal sea cucumber. That was my first one. Ring seal, endangered because Corey keeps going and clubbing, clubbing them, them to death. Hey, how else are you supposed to get their fur off them? You can't be putting holes in the fur. <laughs> <sighs> I think that might be uh, one of the worst things that we've ever <laughs> <laughs> But well, let's. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. He was talking about killing children last week. Yeah. <laughs> last week. Well, every week. <laughs> so we're going to move on to segment three of unboxing. Oh, wait a minute! I didn't know this was a new segment, so I didn't get anything. <laughs> I got a trout. Well, in all fairness, I mean, I just saw Transformers, thing, and I'm like, everyone likes Transformers. And Corey saw chocolate and said. 
Everyone likes trout. chocolate. <laughs> Corey has a trouser trout. That's, I mean, a, that's a blue nose trout. It's a blue nose predator. Based mainly off the southeast corner of the Murray Darling, the trout cod's numbers are quickly declining. <clears throat> well, now that we're full of <laughs> refined sugar and. Oh, this one's a super rare. I gotta open my second one. Ooh la la. Refined sugar and non GMO cocoa beans. Mmm. Sustainably sourced, too. Which I don't know what tree isn't sustainable. Oh no! See, Oil. technically, this is going to get a little political. Mm -hmm. um, that's not my intention. But the reason that sustainable and all that stuff is important is because of Nestle, because they've heavily commercialized the chocolate industry in Africa, oh, yeah. and they use like little African children to harvest the beans and stuff. Oh. Well, it's nice of them. Yeah, it's it's like really bad to the point where the Nestle is like boycotted in some areas. Well, they also steal water from California, right? You got two I otters. Got a second otter. <laughs> That's wow. utterly fantastic. Utterly amazing. <laughs> Insert otter joke here. <laughs> you otter seen that coming? <laughs> we, we otter take a break. <laughs> When we get back, we ought to talk about more cartoons. There you go. <laughs> Part three of cartoons. Otter. It'll be otterly fantastic. <laughs> we should go to otter space. Ooh. <laughs> Catch you in a bit. Welcome back to Humat Hex Podcast. I'm full of energy. Whatever. I'm Frank. <laughs> and I think we all have crabs. Yes. We just spent our commercial break legitimately looking at, well, commercials and YouTube videos. <laughs> but this week, we are talking about Cartoons, Volume 3. You know, those also have commercials. Yes. They do. Yeah, this... Some of them are featured on Disney+. Plus. Mm -hmm. Yay! Download now. Yes. Pay us money. Well, <laughs> Disney+, Plus actually. Dear but... Michael Einstein. Or not Einstein, <laughs> yeah. Eisner. Eisner. Anyhow, um, whatever he's—he's he's a genius. We'll just put it that way. Got a little brown that. on your mm. nose, Corey. Yeah, I'm gonna give you the chocolate though. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed in the chocolate. Like I said, it's not Hershey's quality. It's—it's it's a very good cardboard though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it didn't have GMOs. That is correct. Maybe it needs them. <laughs> The extra flavor of GMO. Mm, flavor. So, Frank, what are we doing? Uh, well, we're into the modern age of cartoons, more or less. Where did we stop last time? Around the 80s or so? We ended it to 2000s last okay. time because we, uh, Volume 2 was late 80s, starting 2000s because we, we were kind of considering the 90s the heyday of the cartoons. Mm -hmm. Okay, yes, I'm, I'm about right then. Um, by now, cartoons were kind of shifting away from being Saturday morning fare. Um, you started getting, you know, the influences of Cartoon Network, MTV, Nickelodeon, uh, Fox Kids, and Adult Swim. By this point, that's where the cartoons were going. It wasn't um, network television anymore. They kind of gave up on cartoons, I guess, because basically they were there to sell cereal and toys, so... Things were getting a, a bit of a shift there. 
Yep, I, I if I remember correctly, when we were getting into the early two thousands, late nineties, early two thousands, we're looking at Cartoon Network and WB is becoming the real big thing. Oh yeah, I forgot right. WB. Yeah, even though I do have some stuff there listed. <laughs> yeah, and then as we get out of the two thousands. Uh, Cartoon Network has its big heyday with Foster's Home, Billy and Mandy. Yeah. Oh, Nickelodeon was huge at the time, though, too. Nickelodeon was huge in the early, like, the mid-90s, but then Nickelodeon keeps on carrying on with Fairly Odd Parents and Spongebob. Powerpuff Girls, Dexter's Lab, um, Cartoon Network was Teen Titans, Ben 10. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. the Powerpuff Girls in Dexter's Lab, that was like first-gen Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. I remember that stuff. Well, yeah. before that, though, was Rugrats and uh, Rocco's Modern Life. The Nicktoons and, in the yeah. mid-90s. Yeah. Well, that was Nickelodeon, though. Rugrats, uh, SpongeBob, Ren and Stimpy, Dora the Explorer, those sort of shows. SpongeBob. Patrick's getting his own spinoff. That was recently announced. Yeah. Why? Why not? SpongeBob makes dollars. It's the, it's the Star Trek model. Throw it against the wall, see if it sticks. Yeah. He's a he's a uh, star though, so he will. I think it's going to be a little bit more eclectic than SpongeBob is. And just be Patrick under a rock. Well, Patrick's got his like things that he can build with <laughs> sand. You never know where that'll take him. Yeah. You have the big anime influence that starts in the early 90s. Right. But we're, listeners, we're going to be avoiding that right now. That's going to come in another episode. <laughs> That's a whole different thing. Yeah. Yep. That's when we get to geek out on our own. <laughs> yeah. But this is the era where anime is really giving birth to the overall influence. Right. Uh, in the 90s, mid-90s, we really got a lot of... Like, 70s Japanese animation. Yeah. Which came back and really influenced 2000s and on. Right. Cartoons. U.S. cartoons. So, we have the generation we we just did in the first part. We've got another Transformers in the 2000s. The late 90s was the birth of the Beast Wars, and that ran into the 2000s. The 2000s is also when we're giving birth to that... 3D computer animation. Right. Frank's got a whole list here, so... Well, I I just was um, just leafing through stuff. Um, You know, in addition to the networks, we said Fox was also um, a big push with network animation primetime. Simpsons started in 1989 and is still going. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you had... Family Guy, King of the Hill, uh, Futurama started in 1999 to 2003, then came back in 2006 to 2013. And it started on Fox, ended up all over the place. So, you know, animation wasn't just being, you know, delegated to the kids anymore at this point. Um, you got uh, American Dad, right? Mm-hmm. Shows like Archer on. What is that? TNT or TBS? Uh, no, FX. FX. Mm-hmm. And Archer's hilarious if you haven't watched that. Oh yeah, definitely. I've seen bits and pieces, but I don't think I've ever seen a full. You should look into episode. it. It's it's think, one of those shows that ha- actually has continuity yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. 
and it's just roll on the floor hilarious. I think mm-hmm. Pam is my favorite character. Season five where she's eating her own cast that's made out of cocaine. Oh yeah. <laughs> she gets real skinny. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite story arc with her. I remember there's a story arc with her involving a dolphin too. I don't she, remember the details. She makes oh. hints to being some kind of you know, drug dealer and assassin <laughs> at times and like she's She's all over the place. Yeah. But as far as, like, Archer is concerned, I mean, <clears throat> you've got, uh... Never mind. It, it just left me. My train of thought is completely derailed. Uh, his his train choo-chooed went away. <laughs> but, uh, you know, animation was looking different at this point, too, because it wasn't your standard stuff. Um, you had Samurai Jack... In the early 2000s. That was, what, the first Cell animated Mm -hmm. cartoon? Yeah, there's no hard lines. There's no outlines on any of it. It's all Cell animation. Which, uh... Are you sure that's what they call it? Because animation was Cells. So, yes, that... Your animation is Cell. The art style was Cell art. Okay. Yeah. Like, um, let me see if I can find the a original of it. Clone Wars cartoons were also done by the same people, and they are they're right in that time yeah. frame too, because they were one of the first. And they came out after Samurai Jack, because it was the same creators. Oh, Gendy Tartakovsky was he yeah, involved in Clone yeah. Wars? But like you were saying earlier, animation was starting to be less hand drawn, more computer drawn at this time. Right. So this is a cell S E L. Okay. Short for celluloid. What Corey's talking about is cell, digital cell, S E or C E L L. Okay. And it's the animation without lines and such. Hmm. Then the Clone War cartoons. Uh, so with Samurai Jack, you, you have. You see, there's no black line around his head. Right. Mm-hmm. There's no outline to any of the shapes. Okay. It's just the shape. They use the color to basically form, right. do the form. Right. Gotcha. Anyway, when you have Samurai Jack, I believe you also have, that's when you have uh, the Powerpuff Girls, and mm-hmm. that's what I would consider to be um, Cartoon Network Second Wave. Yeah. Sugar. Spice. Chemical X. Oops. <laughs> but you also had different styles, too. I mean, you had the Venture Brothers... Which was, um, you know, and I think uh, yeah. Patrick Warburton stars in every one of the cartoons we're mentioning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how could I forget the tick? Oh, yeah. silly me! Spoon. That wasn't even on my list, but I think he was a little bit earlier, wasn't he? He was. He yeah. was in the '90s. Yeah, I did have some '90s stuff here. The Bruce Tim Batman. Universe. No, but, uh, hey, Peter. You get X-Men in the uh, animated series. Well, you get the uh, Batman Brave and the Bold, the Batman. Uh, what was that? That was the CGI one, right? Yeah. The Batman. Yeah. Those were all 2000. I mean, mm-hmm. Batman's had, I think, three animated series come out since 2000. Mm-hmm. You've gotten the Spider Man and the. Oh, Disney Guardians. XD has. Mm-hmm. Like four different Spider-Man series, yeah. Um, plus their Avengers, their mm-hmm. Avengers: Age of Ultron. Um, well, you had uh, the Avengers: Earth Mightiest Heroes. You had yeah. two seasons of that back in 2010, which was 
pretty good show. I liked that one. That was the like traditional like Marvel adult yeah. com like adult mm-hmm. animation. Not mm-hmm. like it wasn't like P. It wasn't like Family Guy. It was like mm-hmm. you could tell this was a comic book, right? Yeah. Show and it, that's what uh, you know. I was saying it kind of lends its style to more of the uh, 70s and on anime style. It's more realistically drawn. It's not cartoonish. They're going for realism. I mean, uh, Young Justice came out at that time. And then Young Justice Outsiders. Mm-hmm. Which I still haven't watched. I still need to watch that. It's on uh, DCU. <laughs> for as long as that lasts. Oh, Since everything's been I'm moved to HBO Max. I'm going to get rid of that because that is really the, the only streaming service I've been watching that isn't Disney XD, and I'm only watching it right now because Mandalorian Season 2 hasn't started. <laughs> it's going to HBO. Oh. You're going to lose what? all your digital comic books. Oh, my God. Please, DC, don't do it. Don't think it's their choice. No. <laughs> Warner Brothers. It's Warner Brothers on HBO. Mm-hmm. No. Oh. Warner Brothers is, uh, I, I think they're going to be going in the way of Star Trek pretty soon here. I think that we're going to be seeing a lot of DC stuff getting pushed out of uh, Warner Brothers Studios, specifically for the streaming services. Even the uh, the Harley Quinn animated series that's on, it's not on DCU right now, because it is extremely adult. It's not pornographic, but F-bombs and brutal killings abound. Sounds educational. <laughs> it is. But speaking of educational, we've got, you know, Adventure Time. That was one of the best shows ever. <laughs> <laughs> Did you actually take your time take time and watch that, or are you just passively aware of it? I'm passively aware of it. It's so good. Mm-hmm. There's uh, so many different parts to that. You get the, the uh, Ice King. Is that who he was? The yeah. Wizard Ice King? Simon. Wizard? Simon, yeah. Who, uh... Saved Marceline through when the bombs were dropped, but then lost his mind to the crown. Yeah, yeah, not in like wasn't a bad person at all, but oh, and then as he evolves even more as the Ice King, you realize that he's not kidnapping the princesses to be the traditional bad guy. He's just lonely, right? And Gunther says, "Meet <laughs> Wong." Then, I think uh, you would enjoy that show, Frank. Yeah. That's a good background noise show that you could mm-hmm. put in your kitchen. You Marceline's a good character. <laughs> the vampire girl. They're all good characters. Yeah. They really are. Bemo's one of my favorites. <laughs> Bemo's a little video game, a Game Boy that's sentient uh, and can walk has around. a Japanese accent. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I would consider that um, Cartoon Network's third wave. Yeah. Because, I, like I said, I've always looked at Cartoon Network in waves. Like, you had your really early stuff with Dexter's Laboratory, like we said before. And then your mid-wave stuff was, like, Cowardly the Dog. and Yeah. Uh, I think Meep the Cat was then. You no, Cat si- Dog. I think Cat Dog was Nickelodeon. Cat Dog was Nickelodeon. Meep the Dog. Mm. Or Meep the Cat. Or Squeak the Cat. Even... Eek. Eek, Yeah. That was Fox. Oh, that was Fox? Yeah. Okay. But then you have, when you have Adventure Time, that's when you get the regular show. That's when you mm-hmm. get um, Flapjack. You get... Oh, Flapjack was funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was right after um, Foster's Home went away. Like, right. Foster's Home was the end of that second wave. 
And then as you're ending the third wave, you're getting into bubblegum and wee bear bears yeah. and stuff like that, which is starting Amazing world wave. of gumball. Yeah. Which gumball's all kinds of messed up. Yeah. But, no, hey, you're cheating. <laughs> there are some shows I'm not familiar with, but I was seeing that these were supposedly very good. Um, Disney had one called Gravity Falls. Gravity, Gravity Falls, Falls is was yeah. so good. <laughs> I, I, had never, assaulted you. I had never heard of it till today. Um, this is one of those shameless plugs for Disney Plus. The entire Tammy just rolled backwards. It's easier to get off that one. Um, Ninja flip. The, the entire series of Gravity Falls is on Disney Plus, mm -hmm. and you're eventually going to get it anyway. Yeah, that's something that you really need to put on your to do list because it's got that. That generation animation, like you're talking like your Adventure Time, stuff like that. So it's that, basically like, I think that what they call it, Korean animation. Yeah, it's kind of like a Fairly Odd Parents and yeah. Then, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, um, so you can tell that it, it's really basic animation. There's nothing special about it. Mm -hmm. But the storyline is so deep. Mm -hmm. And you can watch an episode one time and then you can watch it again later and you pick up all these Easter eggs because the entire... Gravity Falls is a conspiracy theory. Yeah, it's all yeah. about like the occult and conspiracy, and mm. it's uh... and vomiting gnomes that vomit rainbows. Right. We had it on DVD. And all all knowing eyes. We, I think we have a couple seasons. I think we have the first season, but that's it. I don't remember. Well, another one, Steven Universe. This one I really like. Uh, I Steven had heard Universe. of it, but I never saw it. All right, so it, uh, it involves uh, these ladies called the gems. They have power gems, gives them certain powers, and <coughs> they're basically uh, one... Ross's trolls, right? And uh, one comes to Earth, falls in love with a guy who plays in a band, has a kid with him. But uh, the the cartoon itself really goes deep into gender identities. Uh, the characters are, uh, some are gay, some are bisexual, some are asexual. You get your, uh, traditional couple, which is Steven's dad and his mom, but the rest of the gems kind of shun men. Um, but it's, and Steven ends up with a, a friend who's a girl and, one of the powers the gems have is they can combine to become another entity. Well, he combines with this regular human girl and becomes a different entity that's more powerful than the gems. And it's a it's a show that you need to watch from start to finish. Right. I mean, it's it, there's deep parts of it, but you can also watch the show and just enjoy it. I mean, uh, he's trying to give this monster dragon a potato chip to calm it down. Like, when well, you want a chip? <laughs> <laughs> Treat? The gems come from another world, and the the planet itself has been used as an incubator to harvest more gems. Hmm. The, the, and the, I'm going to say this, and it's true, whether it's an unfortunate fact or not, what killed that show is that they put a lesbian couple kiss on national television in that cartoon. Hmm. And moms around the world lost their mind. And it killed the series. Hmm. Because it got boycotted beyond all repair. Hmm. And it was such a great series. And it did so much for non-conforming genders. Because the theme... Like, 
the the gems are mostly represented as females, but they don't conform to genders as we understand them. So it's it's just like Gene Roddenberry Star Trek. Like, you know, mm. it's we there are people that just can't wrap their heads around what's really going on. Mm. And it's still one of the best cosplays I ever saw was this couple went as Greg and Rose. Steven's mom and dad. Rose Quartz. Yeah. <laughs> When a, and it was just the best, <clears throat> the best cosplay I ever saw. When a gem dies, a gem can actually die. But a gem can also form, like, um, Garnet was from Ruby and something. No, Gar Ruby was from Garnet and... But anyway, these two gems formed to become another person. But when a gem... Pearl and Opal became something, too. Pearl and Opal became something that they couldn't stay together because Opal was a formed gem. Yeah. Um, she wasn't... And Pearl is part of Rose Quartz. Part of Rose. When Rose died, Pearl was left behind. Yeah. So, like, they, they can not die. They can actually break apart. Hmm. It's weird. Great story, though. Well, going back to Gravity Falls, you pulled it up on the uh, on Google there. That uh, shot in the bottom middle, it looks like Gravity Falls is the same company that's doing Star Trek Lower Decks. I have no idea if it is or not, but that that uh, just the way they have the eyes looks I can, like I can see it yeah right. looks like the way they've done the eyes in Lower Decks. Um. I don't know. I'm not researching it right now because it's not that important. But um, yeah, it just that's what it struck me as. So maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. Someone else can look it up in their free time. Yeah. Challenge to our listeners. There you go, listener. Listener. Um, <laughs> now we were Megan, talking about have time. <laughs> yeah. We were up. talking about Adult Swim, which was uh, you know Venture Brothers. Uh, also, Robot Chicken. <laughs> yeah. Um, stop motion cartoon, but mm -hmm. uh, definitely one that pushed the boundaries of things. <laughs> Bitch pudding. <laughs> one of my favorites. Sorry, I'd make the sounds of a robot humping a washing machine right now, but I just can't do it. <laughs> They're all, uh, they have a friend who's big into the Friday the 13th movies so every Friday the 13th I post on her Facebook the robot chicken Jason Voorhees you know he's looking at the calendar and sees it's Thursday the 12th so he's all excited and he <laughs> sharpens up his machete and washes his hockey mask and he's trying out different overalls <laughs> <laughs> I like the ones that they've done with uh, the Super Friends, oh, where uh, yeah. Batman has a drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, when anytime they do Wonder Woman flying in the invisible jet, she's almost always on the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never think about the invisible jet having a bathroom, do you? Or yeah. why she even needs one since she can fly. <clears throat> Yeah, that's always been a plot. Not, no, not all Wonder Woman can fly, could they? Not really. I, I think it just was a matter of 
they got rid of the invisible jet. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you know what? No, forget it. She can fly. I think the modern Wonder Woman could fly, but Wonder Woman from the Amazon couldn't. I don't think. Well, I don't think the uh, uh, Linda Carter Wonder Woman could fly. Well, I mean, if if they would have gone with that, though, it would have been a limitation of the special effects of the time, yeah. too. You know, that would have been expensive. There was a lot of limitations with Wonder Woman. I don't like, know if yeah. Super Friends Wonder Woman could fly. She had the invisible jet. Don't know. Yeah. I guess it depends on the incarnation. That's right. But uh, Stupid M- MTV shows, <laughs> which we haven't really talked about too much, um, Daria, The Max, and, of course, Beavis and Butthead. Well, no, these come out in the 90s, though, right? Were they late 90s? Yeah, the, yeah. Daria was late. Um, that was your first gen MTV stuff, and MTV did have a second gen. That was uh, Stripperella, Ren and Stimpy's first revival. They're getting a second revival here soon on Comedy Central. Beavis and Butthead are getting a revival. Beavis and Butthead have already been revived. Oh, are they on now? They were. They got revived. Now they're getting a second generation. They're gonna have kids. Yeah, I was gonna say they're older Ooh. in the latest yeah. one. Is it playing on MTV? Uh, to my knowledge, yes. Sometime between ridiculous episodes. <laughs> Is ridiculousness? Well, no, That's... Teen Mom. Teen ridiculousness and Teen Mom. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's every other hour, so. <laughs> That's why I don't have cable, people. Yeah. Only yeah. <laughs> um, other things, a couple things to mention, you know, another fairly long-lived show, South Park. Oh, yeah. That was Comedy Central. Um, you had mentioned for Netflix, BoJack Horseman. Mm-hmm. That's a good show, Will Arnett. Very deep, very sad ending. You know, and a lot of... Uh new, I guess, modern animation is going to these streaming services. There's uh, you know, cartoon shows on there that I've never even seen, but were exclusive to you know, Netflix or DC or Hulu or... Again, like I said when we started this, you know, the cartoons shifted from Saturday mornings to other networks, and now we're seeing the shift into streaming just like everything else. One day there will be a, what, sixth volume to this, and it would be the exclusive two streaming cartoons. Because mm-hmm. you have a completely different animation style. Mm-hmm. When you look at BoJack, Dragon Prince, uh, the new She-Ra, the new oh, Voltron, the new, Castlevania. The new Thundercats, and I think the new He-Man are both going to be on Hulu now. Okay. That makes sense. They're bringing back all the original series plus the new series. But if you watch a Netflix exclusive cartoon, they have almost like a lower frame rate than most cartoons. It's hard to really explain. Um, You can notice it very heavily in Dragon Prince because one of the main characters in Dragon Prince speaks using sign language because the person's mute. So that's one of the ways... Well, yeah, I wish I, w- I would know the frame rates and things like that, but that's how you, you know, the Disney movies, the classic Disney movies, you know, like Snow White and all that stuff, so many frames per second, and gradually, you know, when you're making something for network or streaming, you're going to use, you know, maybe like the Disney stuff used, I don't know, 100 frames per second. I'm just grasping at numbers here. You know, your modern ones might only use like 10 frames per second, you right. know? 
and most people streaming, you know, on a, are going to be on a phone, to be honest. Yeah. So, true. you know, you don't need, you know, Hubble telescope quality on a telephone, you know, so they can get away with a little bit less or a lot less in some cases. And it's cheaper. But you're also hatching an egg. <laughs> but <laughs> you're also Cock! you're also dealing with when you are talking like Snow White and everything. Like, we'll look at one of the early Disney movies. You had your cell animation. You had the one background, and you were moving the cells around on this large background and moving the camera along with the cells. Mm -hmm. When you're dealing with these new animations, like, you have basically artists that are designing this huge background, and they're interacting the characters just using a computer. They tell the character... Move your left leg forward. Move, but they're still doing layers though for that. You know, they've got a background layer, a foreground layer, different midground layers with right. with your character. So, but you're not dealing with the animation right. like you did back then, right? Mm -hmm. Where you were drawing every single arm movement. All you need to do is basically put in these intense character models. Like if you watch the Dragon Prince, you can see the 3D animation on this 2D print mm -hmm. because they're able to move the character back and forth and the animation flows with the character. And it's all done on a computer. Mm -hmm. A couple of the Spider-Man series are like that. The characters are 3D rendered, but it's a... 2D animation. Yeah. Right? One of the nice things, like I said before, in a couple com um, of these, I like to listen to the commentaries. Mm -hmm. And especially uh, the Futurama commentaries... When they're saying, you know, they've got the the 3D and they're working with the 2D models and putting them all together. And sometimes they flip from a model that was 3D into a 2D one back to a 3D because of the way the characters are interacting with it. So it's it's kind of a neat thing to, to get in with the computer animation versus the of the ships and things versus the people. How they, how they differentiate that. One of the things that I'm thinking of as we're talking about this is there's that Futurama episode where they fall into the second dimension. Yeah. <laughs> and they eat the stuff and it goes down into their stomach. Yeah. I don't know. Just that makes me giggle. But uh, that's really all I've had to say. I think we're pretty much up to current times right now. We've got, like I mentioned before, Star Trek Lower Decks. Um, We're missing one of the biggest cultural phenomenons out of the cartoon world. We're three episodes deep, and I don't know what to say. I mean, I haven't watched it yet. I'll probably watch it all together. What did I miss? Well, what were you talking about? Lower Decks. Lower Decks. I was talking about Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah, oh, that was yeah. on my list. I'm sorry. <laughs> Adult Swim. Yeah. That was the last uh, thing they're not crossed off. They're right now, though. Uh, like... All right, before we said, this is the worst thing we ever said on the show, right? Yeah. That the creators of Rick and Morty are catching heat because they were joking about child rape. But if you've watched even one episode of the show, this should not hit any filters for you. It's like, oh, that's their humor. Yeah. If you've watched the show, I'm assuming you enjoy the show if you're watching the show. And you hear them say something like that, you think, well, Rick Sanchez probably said that exact same thing in one of the shows. Yeah, it's a very, very dark, cross-the-line sense of humor with that television series. And uh, they got one episode, Morty is uh, 
or his the summer, very first summer is making fun of Morty for masturbating, and Morty's like, "I'm a 14 year old boy. It's part of my character," and he goes off about it. You know, being in character for him, but she's got a toothpick, and she's like, hey, I jerk off, too. So you got teenagers, siblings, talking about masturbation. masturbation. Yeah. The very first episode of the series, Rick looks at Morty and says, Morty, I need you to shove these things way up your ass. So to, you know, to want to boycott the show because of something that the creators said that fits perfectly with the humor of the show... It depends, I mean, it depends on the context. I mean, context is everything in this. Right. If somebody caught wind of it and just took it at face value, that's... Right, which is, you know, what's going on. Completely yeah. different than them saying, oh, well, we're going to go to a hospital and make this happen in right. the birthing ward. Yeah, people, like you said, it's the context. You know, you've got these mothers who have nothing better to do than find something vile and offensive to them to spread around to their other blogger moms and you know but to me the show's hilarious I mean hmm? it fits my humor <laughs> yeah we have very dark senses of humor dark dark because someone dark. had to say it we didn't say it last week oh, oh no can you dub one in <laughs> <laughs> we don't want people to think we're getting light 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 <laughs> So, <laughs> light, light. I did forget something in the news, which I want to do after we get finished up wrapping this up. Well, I, all I was going to say at this point is um, we will be revisiting cartoons again. We'll either be doing anime or animated movies. Those are the last two volumes that Featured we have. Featured films. That yep. could be two, two episodes. Yep. We could do one just on Disney, really. Oh, yeah. Or even but, direct to DVD cartoons. Well, like the Warners. Warners. So, DC Universe. Sounds like mm -hmm. the next one is going to be probably anime. So we'll play an anime for next time we revisit an animation. We'll be revisiting it as anime, but we'll figure out what we're going to do about movies at that point. Yeah, somewhere along the line. What was that piece of news, Frank? Um, it's not a good time to have star in your title if you're a movie or TV show. Um, like Stargirl? Well, I was thinking more Star Trek and Star Wars. Uh, because there's all sorts of rumors that since Paramount doesn't know what to do with Star Trek, they want to like basically cancel everything and reevaluate what they're doing with it. Oh, that would not be good. Because there's there's talk that Patrick Stewart's unhappy with Picard season two. Lower Decks isn't getting the ratings that they wanted. Surprise, surprise. Um, so there's talk of them putting everything on hold. Um, Star Wars, it's like every time you read something, there's a power struggle going on between Kathleen Kennedy and is it Alex Kurtzman. Yeah. And they're talking about George Lucas was unhappy with the trilogy, which, tough shit, George, you sold it. Yeah. You know, so, but, you know. And John Boyega, just, he's done with Star Wars. He's called their Star Wars fans toxic. But it's like, you we know, are. they. No, I'm not. I love this stuff, but... You know, and all the problems with the movies and stuff, they want to try to evaluate... Um, from The one thing I read was, you know, they want to get a movie series going, but they feel there's too much on television right now that a movie wouldn't be successful. So, I don't know. It's just like I said, there's, you know, power struggles going on behind the scenes of both of these shows, or both of these franchises, rather. So it'll be interesting to see where the chips land, so to speak. Here's the thing. And this is the honest-to-God truth. When 
the original trilogy, uh, the prequel trilogy came out, everyone hated Anakin. Now Anakin's a fan favorite, like 12 years later. Mm-hmm. 12 years from now, the people, the kids who were introduced to Star Wars with the prequel trilogy, um, Finn and Rey are going to be fan favorites. Like, just run with it, Disney. Seriously, yeah. just shut up and run with it. Who cares if some people are unhappy? Yeah. You can't make everyone happy. Call it, just just shut up and move on. And you really can't fix what's already done. Just, you know, make more. Just make more. It doesn't even need fix. They just no. need to build on it more. Mm-hmm. Like, right. give us a Poe Dameron television show. We want a Poe Dameron television show. We want to see him smuggling stuff. We want to see Finn and... Uh, Lando. Lando traveling across the galaxy being black space pirates together. Like, just do it. Well, you had mentioned, was it a week or two ago, whatever it was, about the Lucas cut, that there, people want the Lucas cut of episode nine, which really irritates me because, you know, people wanted the Snyder cut because he left before his vision could be done and they gave it to someone else. Right. You know, it wasn't like George was filming this and then all of a sudden they decided, well, we're going to have someone else finish your movie. So, you know, I I honestly don't want to see a Lucas cut because it's not going to be any different. Zack Snyder has gone on record saying that there's not going to be a frame of what Whedon shot in his movie because he was basically done with everything in his script when they brought Whedon in. So, you know, it's going to be an entirely different movie. And I agree. If you look at it, the reason George sold Star Wars, and when you look at the original trilogy... Gambling debts. <laughs> the original trilogy, all six movies were bad. All four, three movies were bad. The The community was divided. I mean, even nowadays, looking back, people think that... There are people that think episode one was truly awful. People didn't like Jar Jar Binks. Like, they don't like the decisions George Lucas made. I think by that point, people wouldn't tell him no. Right. Anything he wanted to do was, that's great, George, that's great, George. Let me get this brown off my nose, George. But he's not the be-all, end-all. Like, he created a masterful universe, and then he got rid of it because he couldn't do anything with it. Plain and simple. He's not going to save it. It doesn't need saving, like you said. They need to build on the universe. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I wish somebody... That had the power to do it would listen to the pe- listen to reason. Stop listening to the fan base, and just keep building. Like people want to see more of the Han Solo mid mid movies. Yeah. Why aren't we seeing that yet? The actor said he wants to do more. So what? It did bad in box office. Who cares? It did yeah. absolutely fantastic in DVD sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and then that's the same thing with Star Trek. Like when. DS9 first came out, there were issues with it. They played around with the system a little bit. They found what works. About, what, two and a half seasons in, they were good to go, right? Yep. Well, even towards the end of the first season, they were they were firing on pretty good stories. And, you know, when they, shoot, was it the, the three-part opener of season two was great. Yeah. And then they bring in Worf, and they add even more layers to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, people are up in arms were up in arms at the time about bringing Worf in and everything, but it's part of the story now. Mm-hmm. And when that first came out, people were like, no, the original tr- series and um, 
next generation were better. And then yeah. when next generation came out, people were like, oh no, this isn't the original series. It's new. Like but we're then gonna... when Voyager came out, everybody was like, yes. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> but even still, like, we make fun of Voyager all the time. But even Voyager, that is solid, consistent Star Trek at this point. Right. Um, Enterprise, they didn't want the first two seasons to even breathe Star Trek. Nope. Enterprise is solid, consistent Star Trek now. They're going to get all up in arms. They're going to freak out. They're going to take Discovery off. They're going to cancel Discovery, which is a not perfect, but it's solid. They're going to take Picard off way too early because they've got three seasons worth of script written for that. They need to tell that story. Isn't he dead? He's an android. His human body is dead. Oh, okay. And even Lower Decks, they have something basic right now. They've been influenced. Like, Lower Decks, the entire series is based off a single Next Generation episode. You know that, right? Turned into a mm. comedy. Oh. Yes. There's a, a single episode of Star Trek The Next Generation called The Lower Decks. It didn't have the bridge crew at all. The, like, the most recognizable character in that episode was um, Chief O'Brien. But it's about the Lower Deckmen and how they go about their every day. And it involves playing pranks on one another and <laughs> making things not catch on fire. <laughs> and... That's what the Lower Decks cartoon series is. It, basically, it's an entire series built off that one episode of The Next Generation and about how these people strive to be better than what they are now. Yeah, it's not perfect. Uh, n- nobody's going to pretend it's perfect. But that doesn't mean that after they've done three seasons and decide to cancel it, that true Trekkies are going to look back at it and be like, you know what, this wasn't so bad. I just want to know, does it get? Does it have people getting sucked out into space when they lose the hall on decks, you know, 9 through 18? You mean like every movie of the Kelvin time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I know about the lower decks is that one kid is in love with another one, and then they're, like, if you, there was a, a, a thing online, and it was... Every single character in Lower Decks is a combination of two characters from the next generation. There's a kid who's a combination of Data and Jordy. And he's a half-android, half-human. How does that work? He's cyborg. Yeah, Yeah, he's a cyborg. Um, Is he blind? He's got a thing over one eye. (laughs) But I mean, just from the promotional piece of the four of them, the four Lower Deck characters... You can tell, you know, she's the rebel, and she's, you know, she's got her sleeves rolled up. And then you've got the one who's wide-eyed and innocent-looking. And then you've got the one who looks like he's afraid of everything. And then you've got the guy you said who's probably the straight-laced guy who, you know, is everyone's pal. You know, it's like the the uh, drawing shortcuts they took were like, okay, you know... They they can put the characters right in there, you know their their character traits. Yeah, that one, the middle one there. He's in love with her, and that's the Jordy Data character. Yep, he's Mister Straightlace. The other one is I'm wide eyed and amazed at space. The other one is look at me, I'm a rebel. Yeah, like it's it definitely plays. You can tell from her haircut. Mm-hmm. 
It definitely plays off of um, yeah the visual cues, Family Guy and stuff like that. But I mean, even if you look at the bridge crew, like you can't tell me that looking at this guy, it's not a combination of Beverly Crusher and Bones in the form of a cat person. Yeah, like yeah, they're clearly pulling from what they think people like, and they're trying to make an adult comedy for nerds. It didn't strike all the right tones, but they have a basis. Yeah, they're making clear ploys. Maybe add a couple more wild card characters and the show might be good. But don't don't get rid of it yet. It's not worth canceling everything that they've got planned and going on right now. Just because one show right now is basically the laughing stock of the whole thing. And from what I've heard about on Reddit and stuff, the show actually sticks to the actual Star Trek continuity pretty well. And it the opening credits of the show apparently they come up out of a nebula there's a Borg attacking a Romulan fleet and instead of getting involved they just turn around and go into warp speed and the ship that is featured here in Lower Decks is the only ship that survived the wolf assault, wolf point assault and the Mm. next generation because they turned tailed and fled how far down do you want to go in the rabbit hole it has a redeeming quality it's not perfect. <laughs> yeah, the animation also looks like uh what was that take on the celebrities all live in one house except they're all superheroes drawn together? Yeah. Yeah. The first mate definitely looks like a playoff William Riker, like a modern Chad version of William yeah. Riker. I don't know. I I will watch it eventually and I'll give my actual opinion on it, but what I've heard uh, true, like, heavy Star Trek fans say about it, it, it definitely has its flaws. But I think it might be worth... Well, that's one of the things. I don't think it's for heavy Star Trek fans. They stick to the lore really well. Apparently, the, the girl here is... And she cuts his thigh off. <laughs> Great! But anyway, we, we've ranted and raved. and I, I derailed the cartoon thing, sort of. But, <laughs> but we ended up it, on the back cartoon. Things, yeah. It circled back. And yeah. what I didn't realize, Star Trek Prodigy on Nickelodeon is animated. I was not aware of that. It's going to be an, as an animated show. Yeah, they're using, they do that. The years, I think they're using the same engine that they used for their, not the most recent, but the tr- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles before that. So. Hmm. And that was a like square jawed kind of 3D animation. It wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. But uh, link to the description for our Discord is below. Um, lots of interesting stuff going on on there. We've been doing some Pokemon Sword and Shield raid parties. That was pretty fun. Um, we still have trolling our own raids. <laughs> me using a poor sh- Garrett. Me using a shiny wheezing. <laughs> Um, we still have our Minecraft channel up on there. We've started playing another game. Some of, uh, me and some of the community members have been playing, uh, AFK Arena on mobile devices. Uh, that's been pretty interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out our Facebook page. We're under Theseus Media. You'll find links to all our Humidex podcasts. As well as uh, super interesting articles about Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> and other such things. 
And next week, we're going to talk about our superpowers. Well, not ours in general, but, you know, in particular, but... My superpowers being fat. <laughs> there you go. I can walk into walls. <laughs> I, I can see in the light. There you go. <laughs> These and other spectacular powers you'll find out next week. Other than that, have a great week. Bye.